Sick. All right. So, how do I want to start this? Do you have an intro? I do have an intro, but I'm kind of saying fuck it with the intro right now. Okay, fuck the intro. <laughs> fuck the intro. <laughs> You're fucking content, dude. Uh-huh. First and foremost, you pump out content like it's nobody nobody's business. No, that's facts. I'm not going to lie. And it's you. quality fucking Thank content. You. Thank you, bro. It's, talk to me about that. Like, the content. Shh. The grind is real, man. Shoot. I mean, I always kind of prided myself, like, on the, the, co- the quantity aspect, for yeah. sure. Like, me, like... First of all, it kind of a lot a big piece of it is because yeah. of my Instagram. It's yeah. like my Instagram. I post three photos. The way the, the aesthetic goes, mm-hmm. the way I created it, I just I post three photos at a time. So whenever I shoot, I'm regardless going to post three photos for Instagram. Yeah. I'm not saying I shoot for Instagram, but whatever. So my point is, is like I shoot a lot and I shoot every day, all day. I was gonna ask that. Post every day. Yeah. I mean, I try to post every day. It's not really working out, but because I don't want to put out weak shit, you know, I want to put out stuff that's dope, stuff that looks dope. For sure. So, um, but yeah, I do. I do post a lot, no, but not not saying like I shoot for Instagram. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people, especially photographers, that shoot for Instagram. For sure. Like, oh, well, I uh, everything I crop in Lightroom because I wanted to be cropped for Instagram. Yeah. Like, I don't crop anything for Instagram. I shoot because I want them printed at some point in my yeah. life. I was gonna ask that. I was like, yeah. what do you shoot for then? Shoot, I just I shoot for because I like it, bro. And it's a cliche answer, but I like it. You know, yeah. like like I said, people do it for the gram. People do it. You know, for whatever followers mm-hmm. or whatever, I just shoot because I like to shoot. Yeah, you know? for sure. And mostly because like I reached a point where I was meeting people, special people, like mm-hmm. people that um, don't get to do or see the things that I see. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Fuck it, I should start taking pictures." Yeah, I should start <laughs> doing something. So me, it just naturally became pictures, and I was like, I started taking pictures, and I got into editing or whatever, and videos, and all that kind of came about. But like, I shoot just because. It started because of the access I had, yeah. like to things, to people, mm-hmm. interesting people. Like, what school did you go to? I went to. So I actually am not from here. I'm from Denver. Oh, I grew up Denver, in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, shit. Well, technically Aurora, but yeah. You said what? When did you move here? I moved here when I was like 12, I think, or something like that. Okay. I I'm probably watching that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I was younger, but I'm 19 now. Yeah. I was born in uh, September 4th. So I just turned 19. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. I can't. Th- I, it's so weird telling people that because like I know off top people think I'm older because yeah. of what I've done. But that's besides the point. So I moved here when I was like 12 or 11 or something like that. I grew up in Aurora. What was the question? <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot the question, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was asking like where you're from. Oh, like, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. so like I grew up. <laughs> so you're 19? Yeah, I'm 19. Damn, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. But like. I'm yeah, I grew so up many in, young people, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the wave, though. You know, that's what's kind of cool yeah. about it is like, there is mad young people. Oh like, yeah, mad young people doing. It. I know plenty of people that are are super young, doing this. DJs, dancers, you know, photographers, video, especially photographers. I yeah. feel like because the content creating aspect oh, is yeah. so easy. You can do something crazy with your phone for so, sure. Yeah, my big friend group like. The mass who are photographers, who are filmmakers, mm-hmm. dude, they're they're young, yeah. like sixteen. And 17, you get into like, it, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, for sure, man. Like, like, I met like sixteen year olds who I'm like, dude, these are these kids are dropping like fire, and it's good, yeah, right? it's, it's good. nuts. I, I I give that credit to uh, you too because you can learn anything, on dude. YouTube. I preach that. Any or Skillshare with my access code Woody's Media nineteen for for first street thirty. I'm just like. <laughs> I was like, bro, for real? Am I sitting? Am I sitting in the same damn room as a Skillshare sponsor? No, I was like, there. I was like, I did not know this. I am like unraveling all of the, like the secrets. I love this. No, I'm not a sponsor. No, <laughs> not I'm yet. Good. Yeah, I'm not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Cut the check anytime though. I love that. I love that, man. Um, I want to know, kind of like, so let's just. I'm gonna dive into this because I messaged you on this on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, what's your what's your real name? Cause I was like, I wasn't sure if oh, like, yeah. I wasn't sure if your IG name, like Woody's Media was like your yeah. real name. So your name's Julian. Tell yeah. me about the name Woody. Tell me. Yeah. So my like- name is Julian Hernandez for those of you who don't know me. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Woody's Media, but I got the nickname Woody. It's a little bit of a long story, but it's a podcast. So mm-hmm. fuck it. But, um, I actually, and this will, I will, you need to keep me focused mm-hmm. cause I will branch out so okay, fast. Totally it's not fine. even, it's horrible. I'm horrible at conversation. <laughs> but, um, so I've never, like, I grew up going to church or whatever. I grew up, you know, like, in a Christian family. My, my family was part of the church. Mm-hmm. But I never went to a church camp, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I was a, I'm a Christian, 
we can get into that, but like whatever. Mm. My point is, <laughs> my point, I just people say, "Oh, I'm religious or I'm not. I'm spiritual." I'm just yeah. like, "Yo, I believe in God. It's whatever." Yeah. So, my point is, is um, I never went to no youth camps, none of that. Mm. Growing up, never. So when I was like a sophomore, I think I think it was a sophomore going into junior year, uh, we were going to LifeGate Church uh, at West Dodge on 156. So my parents were digging a church or whatever, and I was not feeling it. The church was cool, but I like. There was like all these ads in the beginning of the of the show. I mean, of the of the what are they called? Service, service, yeah, service. mass, whatever. Well, no, what's the fucking word? There's a word for it. Uh, the sermon, yeah. Sermon. So before the sermons would go on, there'd be these ads for their youth camp there. Mm-hmm. And this is not your average church. Most churches are pretty plain Jane, to be blunt. But like a lot of this one was very you know modern, mm-hmm. modern music. That's the church side. Yeah, right pop now. music, yeah. And, and it's cool. Yeah, I prefer stuff like that because yeah, I come sure. from a very soulful. Yeah. Christian church when I was in Denver. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyways. So <laughs> I saw the ads and I could see the, the look in my mom and dad's face. Like they wanted me to go to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. like and like, pass. and I'm not like, yeah, I'm not trying to go there right now. But no, like, absolutely. but like there's a bunch of white, it's a majority white people church. Yeah. I'm not trying to go to that. Yeah. With a bunch of kids I don't know, <laughs> you know, with a bunch yeah. of people I don't know. And you were uncomfortable. Yeah, I was mad uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Not and not even in a good uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like just feel weird uncomfortable. Yeah. So, anyways, time goes on, and then one night my mom was like, "Hey, so what are you doing this weekend?" And I said nothing, and she was like, "Good, because we signed you up for the church camp. You're going." And it was like three hundred and fifty dollars, and it's gone for gone for a whole week. Mm-hmm. So when I found that out, I was like, I don't like when my parents spend money on me. Yeah, I hate that. I want to pay for stuff when I can pay for stuff, and the fact that they signed me up pissed me off. But then I'm like, okay, well, we got to go. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So I packed my bags. I went. Yeah. First day, bro. It was the worst thing. It was the worst thing in the world. Like, yeah. I did not. I hated it. The people there were pissing me off. I went there with my cousin, <laughs> Jesus. All right. I went there with my cousin, Jesus. And I got. I go into my room. I go into the cabin. It's hot as hell. It's peak July. It's super hot. We're in the woods somewhere. Somewhere. I don't even know. I don't even think we're in Nebraska. I don't know where the hell we went. Took a four-hour bus ride. With all these kids I don't know, and we it's hot as hell. And when I get hot, I'm not sure about you guys, the the viewers, but like I get heated, yeah. and I mean in the like aggression, I get mad, hot bro. Blooded. I get mad, You're mad. hot blooded. It's not funny, bro. I get so mad at people, and um, I walk into the cabin. I put my stuff down. Me and my cousin, we were uh, we put our stuff down on our bunks. It wasn't assigned bunking, but we just chose. We chose a bunk. We walked out for like two minutes just yeah. to walk outside. We come back and there's sticks on our bed. There's mud on our beds. And it's like, there's no covering over the bed. It's just the mattress itself. And people mm-hmm. put, someone put mud on it in that five minutes where we were gone and sticks on it while we were gone. So I'm like, in that point, it was like, okay, someone's trying to clown me. It's like, so I'm in this place. I don't know. It's hot as hell. I didn't want to go here. This is all a surprise to me. I'm with my cousin. I'm and like, now bro. you got wood and mud yeah. on your damn bed. Yeah, <laughs> on my bed, bro. And. So off top, the way I'm thinking is like, okay, I have to pick the closest and biggest person near me, and I gotta knock them the fuck out. Like that's, and I'm at a church camp thinking like, yo, okay, I'm gonna have to lay somebody out right now just to let them. Okay, and this is this is another thing. I was a sophomore turning a junior, and I, they didn't have any sophomore uh, any buds left over in the sophomore cabin, yeah. so they put me in the senior cabin. Mm-hmm. And in high school, you have the thing of like, oh, seniors are big and scary or mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to lay some, the biggest senior out. Yeah. I'll go up to this dude named Anthony. I'm like, yo, do you know who put this stuff on my bed? He said, no. I thought he was clowning and everyone started giggling. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then, I'm thinking right now I'm about to swing on this man. Hold up. And then what's it called? Turns out the sophomores did it. The sophomore cabin came into our cabin in that short period of time, put money sticks on our bed. I found out I was like, okay, it wasn't them. It wasn't my own cabin. Mm-hmm. So I, I let it be, cleaned it off, whatever. Went to bed. That night was horrible. Yeah. I was thinking the whole time, me and my cousin, true story, me and my cousin actually were planning to fight each other and purposely beat the hell out of each other just to get a reason to get kicked out of camp. <laughs> so go the fuck that's, out. That's, that's how bad we wanted to go, bro. I it was like, this. I want, like, me and him were like, okay, you swing first. And after that, we're going to fight each other and we're going to have to get each other kicked out. We almost we wanted to do it so bad. We went to sleep. The next day, church went great. Camp went great. But the next the second night, everything turned around. Everything was great. Service was great. Everything was great. There's a dude named Kaylin. He had a bright green, lime green laser. 
and it's pitch dark. We don't have lights in the cabin mm-hmm. for whatever reason. We don't have fans in the cabin. It's hot. Everyone's sleeping shirtless in their drawers, right? So like, <laughs> I'm laying down. It's like two p. I mean, two a.m. Everyone's tired. We're going to sleep. Kaylin starts pointing this bright beam, and it's and it's dark in our cabin. It's pitch black. So since it's pitch black and he has this beam, mm-hmm. it it illuminates anything around it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a spotlight. So he starts pointing around the cabin, whatever. He's all the way across the cabin, and he points it at me again. It's hot. It's in the summer. Your boy's angry. So, <laughs> no, not even that. That too, but like, what it, the the thing the thing was is there's mosquitoes. So with mosquitoes, you obviously have bug spray. Yeah. And so I'm laying. Picture this, all right. So you have a bed. Next to your bed, you have a little nightstand that you could put your shit on there. Okay, yeah. phone, keys, whatever. I had my bug spray there, which was conveniently located at my waistline, with the bug spray on top of the the nightstand. So when he points the when he points the the beam at me, he sees my body and it's it's all a silhouette of a shadow onto a wall, mm. and you had the bug can that looks like a boner. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it looks like I have a Woody, right, in the middle That's of this church the camp. <laughs> and then this dude just yells out, a, a pitch quiet, pitch black. Everyone's trying to sleep. He's like, hey, Julian's got a Woody. Ha. Everyone starts cracking up. And I thought it was funny because it's late as hell. I'm trying to go to bed. I was, yeah. Everyone laughed about it. I didn't think it was a big deal. I woke up the next day, went to, went to a cafeteria. It's silent. I walk through the door, right? All the seniors are sitting together. And as soon as I step through the cafeteria door, everyone screams and grabs these like pitchers of like water and tea and juice or whatever. And they like clink them together like some old Viking style type shit. And they're like, cheers to Woody, to Woody. We went crazy. And that's how I got my name. And again, mind you, this is my first church camp. Nobody knows yeah. me. How old are you? Uh, at that time? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, 16, 17. 16, 17. Like three or four years ago. Yeah, I graduated. Actually, no, I graduated when I was 17, so I don't even know. Word. Something that's like so that. Crazy. I don't know. I was really, I was I, younger. I graduated when I was seventeen too. Yeah. So. so that's how you got the name. So Woody. I got the name Woody, and then like everyone called me Woody because of that. But it's funny. I don't know how the hell from night to the morning because everyone was sleeping. Yeah. How the word got around so fast, but everyone called me Woody. I would walk in. Oh, cheer. and every day for the rest of those seven days, I would walk into the cafeteria. People were like, "Cheers to Woody," and would clink their drinks every single time. Everyone would do like, "Cheers to it." We all became best friends at the end of it. It was cool. It was it was fun. Word. And people literally didn't know my real name. <clears throat> Nobody knew my real name. I mean, yeah, name. dude. Like that, they call yeah. me Woody. Yeah, so I would literally, when we got home from uh, the youth camp and I'm at church and I go there, I became a frequent volunteer. Yeah. Everyone called me Woody. Word. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to brand it. I went home, changed my PSN gamer tag to Woody. I changed everything to Woody, yeah. Woody's Media. I started taking pictures of Woody's Media. Yeah. That's how I got the name. So that's... That's a long story. Very long. interesting story. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I'm I was not, not expecting. I thought you were gonna be like, dude, like, yeah, I went to church camp and I got really like, I just got like, super drunk and then <laughs> I started eating like bark, or like I don't know, I ran into a tree and like I don't know, but I was not expecting to say that you put a. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was, it was hilarious because it was a church camp you know that like for yeah. me to have that's like a, that's what a, looked that's, like a yeah. boner it was what made it funny that's, that's, i was like that's the twister to it, uh, it i love hilarious. that i love that dude oh, so like where did the photography come in how'd you get into photography it's kind of weird i kind of did it like completely backwards so like when i was younger i don't even i couldn't even ballpark it but i was younger <laughs> you do it backwards yeah you, like no, i'll show you how i did it backwards like, you'll, you'll understand what i'm saying right, like so my mom always had a camera. My sister used to play softball. Like she was really big into softball. She went to college for softball. And while she was there, my mom would naturally bring her home camera. It's like some cheap, it's not even a DSLR. It was an SLR. Mm-hmm. Like one of those 18 to 300 something zoom millimeter zoom yeah, lenses. Sure, it was like yeah. mad cheap cameras, like a hundred bucks. And she would bring it. She would want to take pictures of my sister or whatever. My sister played on a select team. So they would travel a lot, mm-hmm. whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I'm there. I just take the pictures for her. So I took all the pictures. I made. I mostly did video. Mm-hmm. And by the time, like maybe a year passed by, me just literally filming and not doing anything with it. I leave it on the SD card. Like I don't do anything with it. And my sister wanted to go to college. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make her a sponsor tape or like a little recruiting tape. Mm-hmm. I'd made one in iMovie. So I actually, what happened when I'm saying I did backwards is I actually started editing. So you started doing video. I started doing video editing. Because I yeah, was pointing yeah. at the camera. It wasn't really video. Yeah, that's completely... It's completely is, backwards. Yeah. So I was like, I did video editing first. <clears throat> I got good at it on a, on Movie Maker, what I thought was good. Mm-hmm. And 
um, I started, and this is kind of where the photography part creeped in, is because I started to meet YouTubers, just like over the internet, like Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, on YouTube, I'll see their Instagram bio or whatever, you know, something like that, something among the lines. And then I'll show them edits that I made. I was yeah. big into Call of Duty, so like I would make Call of Duty montages. Like I was that kid <laughs> making Call of Duty, like grinding for yeah. clips every day, quote unquote, air quotes, you can't see them. But um, like I was trying to just make random stuff, editing random stuff. Yeah. So YouTubers saw my work and I would edit videos for YouTubers. Yeah. Started video editing, got into video. I was like, you know, might as well start doing photos, took photos. And that's how I'm here now. But that's why. And that was how many years ago? I was probably like. When I moved to Nebraska, really, so it was probably 12, 12 or 13. 12, 12 or 13, yeah. yeah. So, and that's where, like, that's why, like, the whole church thing really played a part in it mm -hmm. because it was a very well-developed church. Mm -hmm. um, so after the youth camp, right, after the whole Woody situation happened, it was a good way for me to break the ice because I was like, okay, well, they had these big cameras. Like, they're doing a sermon, but they had three big freaking cameras that are doing a live recording to a projector or whatever. Yeah. It was crazy. So I was like, I need to get in on that. And they also had photographers running around taking pictures. Mm -hmm. So I was like, they had a whole marketing department, creative department. And did you join it? Yeah. yeah. So I eventually joined it because they knew who I was now. Yeah. And that's how I got started. I started taking pictures. Are you still are you currently in it now? Not no? anymore, man. Not really. I kind of had a, not a falling out, I wouldn't say, but things just aren't the same. Yeah, for sure. And your interests change and Well, it's not even like it's not even like anything spiritually, it's just like the people there change. Yeah. Like attitudes change, the type of people change, mm -hmm. like you if you spend too much time with somebody, you can end up rubbing off on them or they can end up rubbing off on you Yeah, and it just yeah that's a good point. So thanks for telling me I'm a horrible person. Yeah, <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is you need to get off this podcast yeah. right now and go to the fuck it's home. It's been great. It's been great. All right, drop the mic. <laughs> Don't drop these mics, please. No, yeah. dude, so I guess like the reason I asked was because yeah. I know a lot of people, my sister included. Mm. I got in, so I got into photography for my sister. My sister was huge into photography. Her husband bought her a camera, and then I just kind of like ended up like taking pictures of her and her kids, mm. and that's kind of like how I dabbled into it. Okay. Um, but for my sister, it's more of just like a like a plug and play, like once in a blue moon, I'll take photos, like yeah. hobby, right? Yeah, that's kind of how it was like for me. With I was the gonna ask, thing. so like, where did the when did the passion come in? When did when did you want to make it a career? That's what I'm saying. So like all that stuff with my sister happened, right? Like the softball, whatever. So, um, like when did you realize? And then like, I went this to church camp. Job to be, and that was because that was like three years later. Yeah. So it was like three years of her playing softball, which mm -hmm. sounds about right timeline wise. Yeah. Then I went to the youth camp, whatever. Started taking pictures at LifeGate, got better at it. Yeah. Because they had like. At the time, I don't even think 5D Mark IV was out. So, like, the 5D Mark III is a great photo camera, and it, it was the big deal back then. You a Canon guy? Yeah. Well, now I am. Yeah. But, like, um, what's it called? So, me, I was like, dang, they have three 5D Mark III's, mm -hmm. and they have a Sony this, and a, these lenses. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I didn't even have a camera. So, I was like, yeah. I'm using all their stuff. So, mm -hmm. I volunteered because I wanted to use the you wanted, camera. You wanted to get it in. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to use the camera. So, I would shoot, bro. When I say I was a volunteer, I didn't get paid for a single thing I did. And I was there for probably four years, four, four to three and a half years. But here's my question. Did you get good connections being there? Yeah. Within for church social reasons. Yes. Yeah. But like business connects or anything like that. Not really. But you got that was more experience. on my outside. Yeah. But it was more the technical aspect, the technical like learning aspect. how to do Absolutely. stuff. So like, um, I love that's, that. that's kind of what I was getting at. It's like, it was there where I kind of got better at it. I was like, okay, I like mm -hmm. this. Let me go try to do my own thing. Absolutely. And then, yeah, and the story unfolds more, but that's really... That's like the baseline. That's where it got started. That's where the yeah. passion came in. Where yeah. It, so so like, it's always been there. <clears throat> when, you, when were you like, this is going to be my job. Like, this is this this can be a career. This can be a career. Like, I could make money. Honestly, probably like two two years ago. Two years so ago. So, December what, what 25th. was the big breaking point? Yeah. yeah, so like, I was doing stuff for LifeGate, right? Yeah. I, like, up to 2016... Yeah, 2017. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a camera. Again, I was still using their camera. They were actually really cool about it. They're like, they. I would tell them like, yeah, I kind of want to take some photos over here. They would let me take the photo outside mm -hmm. of the church as long as I brought it back. As long as I brought to it take, back yeah. to take photos. So I was like, okay, this is cool, whatever. And so where it kind of kicked in a gear, I was like, I my my parents actually bought me my first ever camera. It was mm -hmm. my dad. He bought me a Nikon D7500. So it was a entry ish level DSLR. It was a Nikon. But I was geeking about it. I was like, well, and <laughs> I like, was geeking, I, bro. bro. Everybody needs to listen to me right now. Like, so I got that camera 
the December 25th, it was on Christmas, December 25th of 2017, I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. So, yeah, 2017. So, technically, 20. let's just say I started 2018. The day I got that camera, I swear to God, I never put it down. There wasn't a single day where I didn't at least touch it or look at it. Like, yeah. I was holding it every day, all day for mm-hmm. the next two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not let go of mm-hmm. it. And I took pictures every day. That's where Kevin Kabuckets comes in. I follow him on Instagram yeah. too. That guy is. That's where he talented. comes in, and he is like, we honestly should have done this podcast with him because, like, literally, with his story is mine. Mine's is his. Yeah. Like the way currently the way things are developing and formed, it really developed around meeting each mm-hmm. other, which is ironically yeah. through another church event that we had met each other at. So, but yeah, that's a. That's kind of where it kicked into gear. It's like, okay, now I got my own camera. I have no reason to not be shooting every single day. Yeah. All day. So. How do you find? I shot every day. <laughs> like literally like, so like now you say, mm-hmm. okay, so like my next question was going to be like your Instagram content. Yep. You post consistently. Yeah. Very consistently. Yep. What is your opinion? So I'm going to kind of feed these questions into one another, but like, yeah, so yeah. the first question is like, what is your opinion on quality versus quantity because mm. are you a Gary Vee Gary Oh yeah, you already you, know I was going with that. Okay, so yeah, so, Gary, so Gary talks a lot yep. about post as much content, post oh, 100 yeah. pieces of content a day. Yeah. Do you, do you, <laughs> I'm excited. Do you, okay, I want I just go for it. No, no, want, go ahead. I want you to finish what you're saying. Basically, man. I'm saying like for me it's for me it's difficult to find 100 pieces of quality content to post. Mm. Right? So okay. like and I think uh, your shit's dope, by the way. I, I think the photos you told it, I think it's dope. Like, I appreciate even that. that. I seen that everyday grind coffee video you yeah, made. Yeah. Even that was cool. I'm like, yeah, shit. Super simple. I wanted to just do something simple for him. I like it. I love that. So, yeah, yeah you it was good Christmas. Stuff. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping you would come in here and be like, dude, this guy's work is shit. <laughs> but I want to get on the podcast because, you know, podcast <laughs> word, right? But no, so yeah, like, with that, where was I going with that, bro? <laughs> so how do I feel about quality versus Yeah, quantity. dude. So, like, I find it difficult for me to post quality content consistently because I mean, I don't shoot every day. Mm-hmm. I work out a production company out in Lincoln, mm-hmm. but like that's their content. So like yeah. when I get back, I try and work on content. Uh, I'm trying to get better. About it. I'm trying yeah. to get better about it. But mm-hmm. like, do you batch content? Like, mm. like, so talk me through kind of your process and what your opinion is on that. Yeah. So the quality versus quantity thing, I think is such bullshit. Like I think, like if you, like you said, the mention the Gary V thing, yeah. you kind of already know where I'm going with that. Like yeah. I, he said something, um, I think he was even talking to a photographer when he said he was like, you can only get quality or if you want, one of the ways to build quality is through posting massive amounts of quantity. And it makes sense to me, you know, yeah. like to me, if you naturally want to learn how to kick flip and you don't know how to kick flip right you just now, kick flip a ton. you click flip, you do a hundred thousand kick flips before you land your first kick flip. Word. You'll inevitably get better Word. at anything you want to do pushups. You can only do five. If you do it every day, you'll do a thousand for sure. So same thing is like me, I wanted to be better at photography. Yeah. So I just took photos every day. Mm-hmm. The day I got my camera, I didn't know what the hell. I, like up to this point, I still didn't shoot manual. Yeah. I never touched manual. I never even looked at the, the letter M. I never yeah. seen it. I always shot automatic, even at LifeKit. So the next day I watched this video, how to use manual. Still didn't get it. Third day fourth day fifth day i got it yeah you were like okay um, this makes sense yeah so i was like yeah <laughs> the gears, the gears started clicking it's all clicking together it's hard man Especially and so like, like understanding that yeah like that was time i spent you know that was a lot of pretty large quantity of time literally spent all day yeah. looking how to use manual and then anyways my point is what i'm getting at is like you can get better obviously if you yeah. just put a time in it so me yeah. i took i did this is the thing and people don't believe me when I say it but like when I met Kevin in March of 2017 I mean 2018 when we met in March of 2018 we shot every single day bro and I mean every day people say they work every I mean every if I go on my Snapchat memories right now um, you will see we go back to 2018 the whole summer every day is a video of me with with a model where we're shooting every day and it wasn't just one there's been times where we did three to four portrait sessions in a day we would wake up at 10. I go pick him up. I live on a like 132nd ish uh, in Omaha. And I would drive all the way to Bennington to pick him up because he wasn't driving back then. Yeah. I would pick him up just to drive across town and shoot something downtown. Damn. Like we were shooting all day, every day. We're Damn. making any money. We're making like $20 at the most, $40 at the most. A session? Yeah. Yeah. And we weren't even charging. Like 
half of the summer. More, more. Actually, I think we probably did like two or three paid shoots ever at that time. Word. And like I said, it, it, that, it literally was forty dollars. Like, and after that, we would be hungry after yeah. the day, so we would go get canes. Two big caniacs, and next next thing you know, I got like six dollars left. Yeah, I got six dollars left. We ate so much canes, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I don't even want to look at canes. Anymore. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah. Well, I guess so, so. Like this is kind of like where my I wouldn't say concern, but like this is uh, this is where my question kind of like really hits home. Is mm-hmm. like you say, you know, if you want to learn how to do a kickflip, do a hundred thousand kickflips, right? And the yeah. same thing with photography. If you want to get really good at photography, you take a hundred thousand bad photos until you get one good photo. I, right? I really believe that too. Yeah. yeah, but like as far as posting. Mm. Like, cause if you want your Instagram, like it's going to be your portfolio, I guess maybe I'm kind of answering my own question here, but like you want your portfolio to like look good. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you Ooh. want, you want only quality content on your Instagram. Mm. So like if you're sitting there taking like a hundred thousand shitty photos and you don't want to post them. Cause mm-hmm. like for me, like I still have that, like, honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I have like that fear of like, I don't want to post shit mm. on my Instagram. Right. Yeah. So same. It's, it's, I'm very picky about what I post. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's where it's like very difficult for me to post consistently yeah. because I'm a very hard critic on myself and yeah. you'll, you'll hear that. I mean, I'm sure you know everyone what that's is. Like. Yeah, yeah, man. You're your own worst critic, right? For sure. Yeah. And so like that, that is, I guess that's still a roadblock that I'm trying to get over. But like, how did you, how did you get over? My that? thing is uh, I was going to, I had something pretty wise to say. I'm pretty yeah. proud of myself. You, you said that and it kind of sparked this thought. I was like, you said you, you're concerned with posting something that's not of your best quality. Yeah. Right. That, but what if you thought about it like this? Instead of posting a quality photo every single time, what if you showed the growth instead of the quality in a single photo? So wouldn't you rather post 12 bad photos and there'd be a gradient from horrible to your latest best photos or only your best sometimes, 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 if that makes sense. Imagine scrolling up on your Instagram. You're all the way at the bottom. Now you're scrolling up. If you look at mine, I have like my first ever pictures, mm-hmm. but I leave them there for a reason, not because of vanity. I'm scared of, oh, someone's going to think I'm whack. You know, like mm-hmm. I did it because I'm proud of that because now you see where the hell I started. Yeah, absolutely. So you and keep you all your bad photos on there too? I keep too. All, all my shits on there. I respect that. Yeah, I respect so like that. me, now I've reached a point where I'm confident I could take a good photo yeah. every shoot I do. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just, that's, but the, it took all those bad photos leading up to this one. Absolutely. You know, it's actually kind of funny how Instagram does that. And obviously it's just the way that, yeah. you know, the format is, but your stuff's all the way at the bottom when mm-hmm. you first started. That's kind of the roots. So if you have all your horrible shit at the beginning, yeah, those are your roots that build to the fruitful tree at the top of your Absolutely. Page. Absolutely. I think about it like that. I like that. That was I deep. Lo- <laughs> Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> Buddha over here. All right. I like that. No, I like that. Um, No, dude. It's like, I guess with Instagram, it's Instagram, especially on mm. any social media platform, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, whatever it is, when you post stuff on there, it's, it's very difficult to get over that hump of quantifying good with likes. Yeah, bro. If you, <laughs> it's actually horrible. If you look at my page, my engagement is actually stupid. Like it's horrible. It's horrible. Like stupid, like, bad, stupid, bad. Yeah, really? Like, it is the worst. Like the absolute word. Somebody you, with probably honestly someone with like fifty followers has probably better engagement than I do. Ratio to ratio. Dude, I was gonna I don't know. I guess like for me, just being a photographer, being a like a filmmaker, it's like mm-hmm. visiting your profile, visiting Kevin's profile, visiting mm-hmm. like Glory Visuals like profile, like it's normal for me because I like seeing other people's work. So like I guess mm-hmm. when you say like your engagement is in the shitter. Bro, my hard whore. For, that's hard for me to believe. Because no, I, bro, like, if you look at, hold on, let, let me show you something. We're pulling up his Instagram right let now. Let me, bro. And you know what? I'm going I'm to call out some people right now. All right, word. A lot of my followers, y'all are fake it, bro. Y'all are fake it hard. Dude, I, I always because wonder about I, that. Do you I think swear, people front? All the time. And I'm not even going to name names, but someone. Don't call anybody out. Someone you know. <laughs> I know you know them because you. Um, it's getting juicy, folks. Um, no, there's no. people that follow me. I mean, that don't follow me. That did follow me. Let's yeah. just say that. Follow me when I was sucking. I was trash, yeah. right? They followed me then. They were talk- sweet talking to me then. And now that I see where we're, oh, conveniently at the same wedding, I'm doing the video and you're shooting the photos or mm. vice versa. Or you did a video for a company and they just reached out to me to make another video. And yeah, you see each other stepping on each other's toes. People get mad at that, and the people unfollow you. But when they unfollow you, they'll, oh, Dax, oh man, Dax said something great. Um, 
It was in it was in a Reebok song. He's like, people will hate, but they'll follow you closely. <clears throat> it's yeah. the people who like your stuff probably that are following you the closest because they might be hating. Not I'm not saying everyone. Yeah. But there's definitely people. Okay, my point is, I've have I have photos on my Instagram because I can see the insights mm-hmm. where I get over two to uh, two to three thousand. I think my peak was like three thousand views on a post. But not, but not likes, not they just, likes. They looked at it because it tells scrolling. you how many people see your posts. Yeah. It said those are impressions or your reach. So like, for me to have three thousand, uh, three thousand people seeing my shit, and then get two hundred likes, and I have forty five hundred followers. Red. Where's the math? How many of those people are through hashtags? Maybe a quarter or a fourth of them. Yeah. Where are the rest of the people that just don't like it? Mm-hmm. But I don't give a fuck about the likes, bro. Yeah. Shit, I don't that's, a a hard, that's a hard. That's a hard. Was there any a point? Was there ever a point where you kind of like did, and then you were like, "Fuck it," like I'm no, never, <laughs> never. Because my thing is like, people. If people, because the way I thought about it was like, okay, I'm a photographer. Yeah. I'm an artist. At the Absolutely. end of the day, if someone's, if you're coming to my page, the theoretical you, if you are looking at my page, say, "Damn, his work is fire," but damn, he's got like a hundred likes on a photo. He's whack. Then that's you're following, not a, that's th- following closely. That's what I'm saying. It's like not even that. It's like, why am I gonna judge my value on someone mm-hmm. who thinks of me in that light? Dude, yeah, because like I've I've noticed you know? like people will be like, dude, like they'll go they'll go to a photo, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll look at the they'll, like they'll look at the they'll go to a profile, they'll look at the followers, and they'll be like, okay, followers. They'll go to a photo, they'll look at like the, the likes, mm-hmm. and they'll click on the likes and see who liked it. Ah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And the that, old clickety and click. The, the <laughs> old rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> you ever catch yourself doing that? No, Never? I I just like I said, I really genuinely do not get caught up in the metrics. You do you mostly because is finding out if someone liked my photo. Mm. You know how many popular artists follow me on Instagram and none of them ever like my shit, but I know they follow me and they and watch that, my stories. Yeah, dude, that doesn't bother me. No. You know, like because because where where it really goes wrong and where I get a, when I kind of get the, the English where I kind of get worried for people. Yeah, is where they make it matter. Like oh, Tupac just like my photo. Oh, okay, Tupac's dead. That was a horrible reaction. Waka Flocka. Dude, whoever. if Tupac liked my photo today, <laughs> well, Tupac does have an Instagram account. I would screenshot that, post it on Facebook, and I guarantee that. I that would photo. quit photography. I'm like, Dude, yo, I peaked. I'm not going like, past you, this. You just had a dead man like your photo. Yeah, I mean, he does have an. Insta- Is that too soon? He does have an. <laughs> Is that too soon? <laughs> R.I.P. Kobe though. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah Dude, that was sad. But my point is, is like, if you if you are worried about who's liking your shit, you're worried about the wrong thing. You're not worried about worried. the photos. You're worried about the metrics. And if that's what it is, then I'm happy for you because you're not gonna last long in my game. So yeah, that's absolutely. less competition. I gotta worry. You sound like a V, bro. Uh, it's just true. You I watch mean, him though. Yeah, I yeah, do. You listen like, to him. what it was is, I saw this video. I literally have it saved on my phone. I screen recorded it. Everything. I like, it's a. Uh, he talks about Memento Mori. It's Latin for um, remember it's, your death. Yeah. And Mortality. bro, there was this clip he had with Ryan Holiday. Bro, I remember I was taking a shit. <laughs> I was I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I had seen this video and I remember just being mind blown. Yeah. And it's funny, bro, because like, have you ever had something like you knew, like you kind of like deep down somewhere you knew the answer or the way something worked, but the way someone just puts it together and says it makes it click together for you. That's what happened to me with Gary. And I was like, damn, ever since then, I just fucking went. I respect like, that. And he just, yeah, bro, he that's changed everything. He shapes the way I do business. Like, and it makes yeah. sense. You know, like, that's why I fuck with him is not because he's got clout or because he's popular. It's just because he, he makes sense to yeah. me. You know? Absolutely. I feel like some people blindly follow people for I respect reason. that, dude. So, like, one of, so I guess, I'm like, I'll, okay, let's get into this first. So, there's a segment in this podcast called Creative Catastrophes. Creative Catastrophes? Creative Catastrophes. And I like talking about failures. I just okay. want you to think of one big embarrassing failure that you either learned from or that just like taught you a lesson but mm. kind of share with everyone this is this is part of the podcast where we just share the reality of being a creative oh that's facts yeah and Shoot. one of those parts is although you know as a creative your successes are one amazing thing to talk about one very valuable thing that's to talk facts. about is talking about your failures so i want to know for you like what do you think is your biggest failure boy do i have plenty i have plenty um it's kind of tough because honestly, I've had like one or two mishaps. Yeah. Everything else honestly has been smooth. Yeah. Like relatively smooth. Like I've never had something where like I really fucked up. Like nothing yeah. like that. I, even right now, I would say I've never had anything. Yeah. Like, like you that. didn't kill the bride or anything. No, on accident, I, I, no, but, nothing horrible. Knock the bride out with your camera from the yeah, balcony. Yeah, just like swing around. Boom. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, 
I would say the biggest thing is something that happened recently. Okay. And it's something I haven't even talked about. I don't even know which parts, and it's not like, you know, someone crazy is going to see this podcast. Yeah. Like, like, damn, I'm going to blow him up, lawyer, yeah. lawyer up right now. But there was something, I did sign an NDA, but like, there was a situation, so I was on tour with Dax, I'm not sure if you know that. He's a I rap, he's that, a rap yeah. artist. Um, and I was on tour with him, and there was like some business situations that I didn't get sorted out. And it wasn't, it, it honestly was not my fault. I took it to a place where it became your fault. Something, yeah, yeah. something I take fault for. But like, uh, so we were halfway through the tour, and then there was a situation where uh, certain money wasn't being compensated for when I was told it was going to be. And then they were like, "Oh no, we sent it in the emails for part of your confirmation. We sent you the details. We let you know exactly what money you're being paid or mm -hmm. your accommodations or anything like that. We're making sure that's all straight." Yeah. And they said there was an email. And this was someone in his team. I'm not going to say who. Someone yeah, in his team. Don't name names. <laughs> yeah, someone's, uh, even like the position, yeah. you know? Like, but yeah. someone in his team said that. And I was like, I promise you, like I have her phone number. I know I don't have an e her email. Absolutely. So I was like, I've never emailed you ever in my life, nor have I received an email. So this is, we, we went to London together. Mm -hmm. So there's already times where we have worked together. And then now this is on the US tour. We're halfway through. It's like a two and a half month tour. Right. And then we're having this problem now and it's like halfway through the tour. So I'm like, I'm freaking out because I don't want to have to cut and run right now halfway through the tour. And mind you, he's filming a vlog. He has a whole travel film from when we went to London that I mm -hmm. edited. Um, all this work that I'm doing and all the future work we're supposed to do. So where it went wrong is I checked my email and I didn't get the email. I was right. That's what I was scared of. I was hoping I was wrong, but I was right that I didn't receive an email. So now they had a problem where there's this lump sum of money missing mm -hmm. and I didn't receive it. And the whole moral of the story I'm getting at is making sure you get contracts for everything. And I know, I already know, I've always told people, make sure you get a contract. I don't give a fuck if he's giving you $5. You get a contract for that. But me, having known Dax for three years before he even started rapping, I was like, you know what? He's the homie. I ain't got to worry about it. I don't get, you know, contract. London was smooth. Everything was smooth. I don't need no contract for this. And that's where I fucked up. Because although you and him are friends or whoever you are, you're doing business with our friends does not mean his team or their team or their spouses yeah. or whoever is your friend. So I kind of got fucked over is what I'm saying. And it became my fault because A, I should have been aware of the fact that I didn't sign a contract, which I was and I was cool with it, which was the first wrong. Mm -hmm. And then the second doing is I actually cut and ran. I had a leave tour. We're in the middle of fucking Kansas. And I left tour in the middle. And it, and it made me sad because we were filming a lot of cool shit. The shows were amazing. I know from there forward, the shows were absolutely insane. They were yeah. even better than before. And it sucked to have missed out on that. But that's kind of where I went wrong. Is like a part of me wishes I would have stayed. Part of me wishes I'm glad I didn't. Because mm -hmm. it was more one of those things like... For pleasure, you wish you stayed. Yeah. But for your respect, you had to stay. Absolutely. You had to leave. Yeah. I mean, you know, so like it was a it was a tough situation. I can't really like I said, I'm not trying to divulge too much, but like really that's what it was, is making sure. sure you get a contract for everything, making sure money, you are blank upfront about money. Mm -hmm. You owe you still owe me, let them know you still owe me this much, or I need a down payment. Down payments are a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I know if Kevin was here right now. Uh, aside from making sure you charge your batteries, because he never has his battery <laughs> batteries charged, he would tell you. You calling him out, bro? bro. I give him shit all the time. It pisses me off, Kevin. I love, I love you, but you piss me off sometimes, <laughs> Kevin. You need to. You know, he's cracking up listening to this. Right? I love. But that. like, you need to get down payments. Even yeah. Kevin had a situation recently where he didn't get a down payment, and he's fucked because he already sent them the video, mm -hmm. the whole video, music video, and then they ran off with the other half, the back end. You need to be sure to get down payments, get shit in writing, everything. doesn't matter who you are, what you do, who you're doing. Get business. them to sign in blood. Yeah, in blood. A blood oath. Blood oath. Yeah, you have to have your own little saying. <laughs> I love everything. that. It needs to be legit. Man, it's, yeah. But that's that's really the biggest thing I had. It was just. So I always get contracts. Eventually, I did get it. Yeah, eventually, I did get the money, though. So that's I do want to put that out there. That is good. That he did. He did. It was straight. Just now. leave it as like bad beef. Yeah, it's right now, and that's the thing. We're we're cool now. It's just like and that's what's tough. Is like, oh, that's another one. This is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Knowing when to do business with people, because there's people. Your aunt even 
might want some family photos taken. And you say, yeah, I'll give you a discount, you know, and then they want more of a discount. And so you give it to the next thing you know, you're doing it for $20 mm-hmm. or you say you're going to do it. You charge them $200. My point is don't do business with family. People don't like that. People want to do business with family. Me, if my family wants something, I would just straight up do it for free because right. I'm not even trying to get money involved. But Knowing when and like when to pull the trigger on doing business with people, mm-hmm. like there's I was certain say, people like for my family, like yeah, he's yeah. like it's, it's free game. I was, I was like, like, dude, I was like yeah, I was like, you get 15 minutes for free photos, 15 <laughs> minutes, that's <laughs> it. Fuck you talking about? And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go home take a nap. That's hilarious. But like, yeah, just knowing because there's certain people I've met that I want to do business with, but I know it's not the time. Yeah. You know, it's not the time. It's not the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, like Dax, for example, that's a whole story in itself. How mm-hmm. we met or whatever. But people don't know. I booked his first ever seven shows from Omaha. I was at UNO, going to school at UNO. As a senior in high school, I was going to UNO. Mm. And I was in between classes. I would make phone calls to LA to get him shows. And I booked him his first ever seven shows remotely from Nebraska, which is crazy. As a 17-year-old kid. Is he from Nebraska? No. No? He lives in LA. He was born. He's from Ottawa, Canada. Okay, so explain that to me. So I want to get into your networking a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. First yeah. and foremost, how how did you kind of because I know who Dax is mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly how I learned of him. I learned of him about a year or two ago, probably. Okay. But I saw him the first thing I ever saw of him. He was doing like a freestyle thing of him walking. I think he was like freestyling mm-hmm. over an Eminem beat or something like okay, that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, damn, like this guy's pretty talented. And yeah, I know. I, I keep up with him. I keep up with him. But then I saw like I started following you, mm-hmm. and I saw you had photos of him on your Instagram, and I was like, damn, like props like that's mm. that's my thing is like jealousy isn't really a thing for me it's mm. more like i just give people props where like props is deserved not for real right man. and i saw that and i was like appreciate that man. i was like that's like that's that's dope and it's a dope opportunity because yeah. he has a good following right yeah for sure so like how did that relationship kind of come about man i like and it's another one of those things that everyone <clears> says <throat> but like you're it's really not about what i'd say people say it's who you know not what you know yeah. i say it's who knows you and not you know, just who you know. Yeah. Like it's people gotta know you. Yeah. You know, like, um, shoot. Like I could say who uh who's somebody oh I know where's the Kobe. I know Kobe Bryant because, you know, I saw him at a grocery store one day. Yeah. Blah blah blah. You could say you know him or whatever people for clout, whatever. Yeah. But it's Kobe Bryant gonna say, Oh, I know you. Yeah. If you're a realtor in Nebraska and you think you know me because we met one day at a coffee yeah. shop, but someone says, I need a realtor and I don't think of you that's me not knowing you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you have to think about. Most people, I would encourage people is like, make sure you establish a connection. Cause how like, do, I want people to that? know you. Huh? How do you do that? How do you get people to know you? <sighs> Specifically, we want to talk about the, the technicality. I have like the literal, how I do it. Instagram. You okay? Oh yeah. Okay. Like, so talk to me like I love when Gary V said this cause it's literally what I do. It's what I my business is all from word to mouth. And in, anytime it's a new introduction where I don't know them, they don't know me. It's from reaching out to them mm-hmm. or, you know, something along the lines of me reaching out to them, maintaining a connection. And the way I would do that, like I said, I've DM'd well over a thousand companies ever. Small brands, water bottle freaking brands, yeah. any bracelet brands, glasses, right. lotion, no matter what it is. Like, do you copy and paste your messages or do you give them all their own special okay. response? <laughs> Let me hear this. Come on. Because I'm dirt, curious about this. Cause the, the dirt is real, man. No. So there are situations where I would use a, the same message. Yeah. And the reason why is because like if you're texting 18 different clothing brands, mm-hmm. they're all clothing brands. Yeah. So the context is the same. Yeah. You want to provide them the same value, the same content. So yeah, I do copy and paste but obviously if i'm i can't send this send something i sent to yeah. nike to fucking mm-hmm. palmer's lotion i don't know like yeah. i can't yeah like <laughs> hey i know you're I know, you're I know you're a lotion brand but you want to get your shoes photographed yeah you want to get your shoes <laughs> they'd, be like, they'd be like bro what bro, <laughs> i love cocoa butter bro like if i could ever have one sponsor it'd be the palmer's yeah i fuck with palmer's bro <laughs> cocoa butter is real bro and you'd be smelling that chocolate like hello when this, pod, when this podcast gets to a point to where we can get sponsorships, I can promise you that I'm going to have you oh, on. Palmer's I will, I will, I will get Oh, Palm- I will plug so hard. Bro, I will get Palmer's to sponsor an episode and you will be on that episode. Y'all need to clip that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really, like I said, so like, for example, Dex, how we met was because I felt, I heard um, remix, uh, what's it called? Actually, no, this is when he was doing poetry. So this is before he really rapped. I don't think he's even made an original song until a year after we met. Um, I say met, I mean that virtually. <laughs> so yeah. um, 
I seen his something. I think something went viral on his Instagram. It was him doing a poetry. He used to do these things before he started rapping. He writes poetry. He still writes poetry. He's really good at it. And he used to like speak to a camera behind this color, colorful wall in like Wichita, Kansas. And he would just like say a poem about something, something deep, something life lesson, something worth knowing or listening to. It was dope. Like 30 seconds. One of them went viral, clicked on his page, thought he was dope. And I watched one of his YouTube videos. It was like some remix I think he had done or something. And at the end, it had his Snapchat. So I was like, you know, if I quit him, I'm, I'm going to add him on Snapchat. Added him on Snapchat. And then he said something, or he posted something. And I responded, like anyone does. And he responded. And I was like, oh, that's where you, this, that's the big, that's the first step, is reach out. They responded as a second step. Yeah. The third step is to remember that they responded yeah. and keep, keep that connection. Keep that relationship. Yeah, so yeah. literally, I, like, I wouldn't be on his dick or anything, but I'd be like, you know, three months passed by. I'm like, hey, man, I hope you've been good, whatever. And then he saw I was genuine. I wasn't doing it to gain anything. He wasn't anybody then. You know, I was like, whatever. So I was fucking with him. So I was like, we would talk randomly. And again, he was a lot more attainable back then if you try to do this now. Actually, he still responds to every single fan. I promise you he does. He answers right. every DM. He's actually the best artist to ever do that. I promise you. But uh, with anyone else, if you try to do those toy lanes or whatever, like they're not going to respond. Yeah. So obviously the fact that I, he was younger in his career helped, yeah. but um, I would just talk to him. And I, eventually, one time I just pitched it to him. I was like, "Yo, if you need marketing done, if you need anything marketing wise, advertising, like if you need any help pushing out, because he was starting to put out remixes and music, uh, he pushed he put out one remix for the Daniel Bergoli, the Catch Me Outside Girl, and that got like 12 million views in a month yeah. or something like that." It went viral, viral. So I was like, yo, if you need anything, bro, let me know. I'll post your shit. Like, I don't care what yeah. it is, whatever. Whatever you need, let me know. He said, hey, man, I appreciate that. And out of nowhere, he just sent me his number. I was like, okay. Saved his number. Yeah. He's a real one because he still has the same number. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to him. And from there on, bro, I would literally go to class, write down ideas, like how to push music, giveaway ideas, like anything marketing-wise to push his stream numbers up, I did. So I was like... I would send it to him. I thought he was like, I thought, I think he thought I was just joking or I wasn't serious. I'm just some kid. At this time, I'm like 16, 17. Yeah. And so until one day, I send him a notebook full of all these ideas that I sketched out. Like mm -hmm. on a phone, I drew a phone yeah. and I drew an Instagram app and then I drew, you know, exactly word for word what he should post caption wise. He did it and it was working for him. He was growing, whatever, putting out music. And then from there on, he would like call me randomly like, hey. I got this idea, blah, 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 blah. Like, we would just talk. Like, it was, it was really on just some homie shit. Like, he was just calling me. Yeah. And that's what felt cool is, like, he reached out to me after that. That's the fifth or fourth whatever step I'm on. It's like, yeah. establish the connection to when, when, until they feel it's a two-way street. Because, you know, it, I'm speaking specifically probably about artists or bigger mm -hmm. public figures, right. you know? But me, it was important to let them know that I fucked with them and that if he needed anything, if he needed his toilet cleaned, I would do it. Because you you need to get your foot in the door. Yeah, That's yeah. why Gary Fee says, if you got to be a janitor for six years, then do it, be a janitor for six mm -hmm. years. Like, Absolutely. I believe in that. So I was like, yo, whatever you need, right hand man, I got you. So... That's where we're, that's kind of the basis we're on. And he would hit me with ideas and he was talking about doing shows. And I was like, you know what? I could book you a show. He said, no, you can't. I said, bet. <laughs> I think Challenge it was, I think accepted. It was, I think it was like three days later. I think it was three days later. I booked him his first ever show. He was opening for... Um, actually, no, I don't think he was... Actually, yeah. His first ever show. There's even a vlog about it on his channel. His first ever show, he was opening for DDG. He's another popular YouTuber who makes music. And... Uh, and from there, I learned, I, I got to meet DDG's manager, Dimitri. And then from DDG, I met YB and Namir. And I actually, I didn't meet YB and Namir through them. But they all know each other. Yeah. Like, everyone I know in the music space knows each other. Absolutely. That's what's helpful. Mm -hmm. And that's my thing about music. <clears throat> if you want to meet music artists, you just need to know one person. If you know one manager, that manager, I promise you, knows every other manager. Mm -hmm. That artist knows every other artist. It's just how Hollywood works, bro. Absolutely. Hollywood is a big and small space at the Word. same time. Socially, it's very small. But yeah. like, yeah, so that's really how I did it, man. It was just like, I booked him his first show, booked him, you know, six more after that. He had yeah. his first seven shows and like, damn, he's serious. At this time, he had a manager now, like shit was popping. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, I did my due diligence, you know, take off. And he did. And then I never made a dime. He was getting paid for some of these shows. He was getting the bag. I didn't ask him for anything. Yeah. Never. So I'm watching this dude get paid five to seven thousand dollars for one show. 
mm. and I'm not touching a dime. Mm-hmm. But nor did I ask. So that's what I think was important because he saw I wasn't doing it for money. I wasn't doing it to leech off of him. I did it because I fucked with him. Mm-hmm. And then tour came around. Things obviously blew up. He's bigger now. And then he had a tour. F- and this is where this is where everything goes into full circle. He knows me because his manager was like, hey, we need a photographer, a videographer. He's like, oh, I got a guy named Woody. He called me. Boom. Called me right there. Asked me to go on tour. We went on tour. Boom. That was actually our first time meeting ever in person. Really? It was this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, 2019. Damn. Our first time meeting in person. We've talked. We FaceTime, whatever. That was our first time meeting in person. So that's him knowing me. That's me knowing him. That's the whole full circle. A little. Create the relationship. A little. Uh, memoir to go with that statement i love that yeah so it's it's important who knows you absolutely like when i think of podcasting now it's important that i know you yeah you know photographer likewise like the same thing so dude i appreciate that damn i've never thought about that i've never thought about because like you you grow up with that saying bro you grow up with the saying like no for real it's about it's not about what you know it's about who you know Mm -hmm. but like i've never i've like never in my 21 years Mm. ever heard anyone explain it vice versa it's not about who you know it's about who knows you yeah because it's important who knows you like i said never heard that yeah like like Like, it could be anything bro. i have to write that down no it's like it could be anything man it could be like you're homeless now or you need a car your car broke down and whatever like i know a guy selling a car for cheap oh who who do i know that comes to mind oh i think this guy like who needs who's a photographer like when someone asks you hold on this is a perfect example I'm not sure if anyone else gets tagged in these posts, but I get tagged in these posts daily. Someone posts on Facebook Marketplace, I'm in need of a good photographer to shoot my wedding. And if you look at the comments, they're atrocious. They have like 80,000 comments yeah. and they're like, it's everyone tagging each other. But whoever tagged you, that is a prime example of them knowing you, not yeah. just you knowing them. Some of these people, I don't even know. Dude, like, <laughs> I 100% agree with that, dude, especially in the wedding scene. Yes. The wedding, the wedding scene, it's like, huge. bro, like, People were like, I'm going to go shoot a wedding. I'm going to be, fr- I'm going to like shoot, like shoot the wedding. I'm going to go home, give them a dope video, like whatever. But like, they don't think about the relationship that relate, not even relationship, relationships that they mm-hmm. form at the weddings. And I think it's like, it's important, dog. dude, like you have to become friends with the bride and the groom, but not just the bride and the groom, become friends with the best man. And then all of his groomsmen, mm-hmm. the bridesmen, all the bridesmaids, the freaking guy pouring drinks at the dude, bar. Be nice real. to that guy. Cause be, you don't know that he owns an insurance company, bro, whatever, you know, be friends with the venue manager, mm, the venue. Wow. Yeah. But like for real, like I dude, even think about you that. become friends, friends with the venue manager. You give him your card. They give your card out to a, to a, Potential Hell yeah, pride. yeah. I like, know people like that in Florida that have you know. Hey, if you book the the a lot of places I guess are like that. But if you book the venue, yeah. you get a photographer to Dude, come with. Yeah. You, you know? So I have like hundred percent agree on the whole like relationship thing. It's about who knows you. It's I love important, that. man, bro. Well, I appreciate like I see. Okay, so like this, I think this is a good time to kind of like wrap things up. But I want to kind of finish off with one thing, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, Woody, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um. To somebody who's like up and coming, who's mm-hmm. in your position, who maybe even was you when you were younger, yeah. Shoot. What's the most crucial? Do you think is the most crucial piece of advice or tips that you could ever give anyone? I mean, you've given some pretty deep knowledge in this podcast, I think, but like, I do. I, honestly, I feel horrible. I feel like I was all over the place. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm dude, horrible. No, this with was like this. this was. But like, I do think I know. Yeah, like like you said, like bits that are important yeah. for people. So. To sum it all up, um, for anyone listening, yeah, creating at all is a uh, first thing. It's not about who you know; it's who knows you. That's mm-hmm. important. Number Establishing one. Establishing that, kicking in that door, getting your foot in the door, making sure people know and see your face. Absolutely. When someone invites you, I've never been to a party. I'm 19 years old. I've been invited to parties, and I yeah. mean parties socially in a business context, and I mean that in a Let's go get fucked up. Yeah. You're high school underage. Get invited to a party. Yeah. Like a normal kid. Yeah. Never been to a single one. Right. Never in my life. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't. And that's because I was grinding. I was working. My point going. Uh, my, my, the, 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 where I'm going with that <laughs> is that you need to devote your time into yeah. it. Right. So like it's not about who you know. It's who knows you. Then it's about putting in the fucking time. Absolutely. I haven't done shit. I'm still doing it. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. still putting in my time. But. Um. I really think it's important for you to put the time in of the repetitions. If you want to mm-hmm. land that click flip, if you want to get it better at photography, whatever it is, there's YouTube. You have no reason 
to not know how to do something. Yeah. There's been times where people ask me how to do something. Like, oh, well, I don't know how to do Fucking it. Fucking Google it, dude. Yeah, you can Google it. Like, <laughs> you can literally. God, we live I in a world that. where you can go on a website from the comfort dude. of your home, butt-ass naked, and you can go on YouTube Preach, and search up bro. a tutorial. We literally live in a world full of opportunity. It's ridiculous. And that's what I'm saying is like, uh, <laughs> it's not about who you know, it's who knows you. Put the time into it. Get the reps. The third in. one. Yeah, get the slash get the yeah. reps in. Third one is do not talk about what you're doing. Me, if I say it, if I, if I announce something on Instagram, like, fuck it, I'll do it right now. Uh, Oakview Mall, based in Omaha, Nebraska, is now my new client. I just landed that deal yesterday. I just did a shoot for them today. So, zero. again, this is another thing. I did um, I did a photo shoot earlier this morning. Did a whole, I shot at every single store in Oakview Mall. I, I edited over 400 photos and I'm here at this podcast and I did that all in one day in Damn. an eight hour time span. That takes Word. people days to do. Word. So that's the fourth. Uh, that's, that's the, the third focus. St- yeah. That's the thing is like, and this is, and this is the fourth, uh, the third tip. It's not about who you know, it's who knows you. It's about putting the reps in. Absolutely. The, four, the third one. Keep quiet. Right? Is you have to like it. If you don't like it, you're not going to like it. Fun fact. It's yeah. mind blowing. I know. But, <laughs> science. <laughs> science. Bill Nye. But if you don't like it, if you don't like being a fucking cook, you're not going to enjoy cooking at a house or at, at a fucking restaurant. You're yeah. not gonna. Uh, no, you hate your job. No way. It's almost probably because you don't like to cook. You yeah. dumbass. What do you think you're yeah. doing? If you don't like photography and you're doing it because you get to shoot naked women, and I fucking hate these kind of guys. Yeah. You don't. You're. You're. A, first of all, you're a weirdo. Get the fuck out of my yeah. face. Second of all. You're not going to enjoy it. If you want to build a photography a photography p- portfolio, just start shooting because you like it. Me, I was able to edit over 400 photos a day and, and turn in a, a good majority of those photos today to a client in the same day, which is ridiculous, mm. because I enjoy it. Yeah, I literally cannot sleep if the edit isn't done. I that, I do music videos, fun fact, plug. I do music. I, I charge a package where I do, the, <laughs> I do the music video the same day. I shoot it and edit it the Bro. same day. People don't yes. know that. A lot of my music videos have been shot and Absolutely. edited in the same day Absolutely. under under 12 hours. So, Absolutely. But that's because I literally can't go to sleep because I'm so excited Because you're into about it. Because like, that's where the passion comes Exactly. From. That's what I'm saying. So that's the third major thing is if if you love it, you're going to outbeat everyone. Absolutely. And I say this not to be cocky, but because I'm confident and I like what I do, I know there's nobody out there putting out as much content as I am, how fast I am, as good as I am. Mm-hmm. That's just honestly, that's how I feel. And if you know, if someone says that, and I hope you prove me wrong. Thank right. you. I need some competition. Put the, put I the comp- challenge. I like there, competition. Bro. Yeah, like that's why I love my my, my, my boy Kevin because me and him compete. Yeah, he is the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm. He's a reflection of me. He does it or vice versa. Don't get, don't get salty about that. But he does the same thing. We shoot and edit food videos the same day we shoot edit client work the same day like it's just and that's friendly competition you know so i just it's no bad blood to anyone but i just like really enjoy what you do because that that. you'll do it for fun not because it needs to be done that's what i'm saying i love that i love that well thank you woody i'm gonna daff you up here real quick (laughs) i love that that was fucking i love that that (laughs) (laughs) yeah man it's been good man like i said just take those three take those three tips please it's important that you like what you do. That was solid content, bro. I mean, I appreciate that because I mean, even for myself, like I get to mm. walk away from this podcast appreciate that, with a lot of value. Thank you, man. So this is a very valuable Make podcast. You guys can see it, bro. <laughs> He's bawling his eyes out, guys. <laughs> if you guys are still, <laughs> if you guys are still listening to this, thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. It was dope yeah. having Woody on the podcast. Honestly, I didn't know if this was going to happen or not. I reached out. Sure. I didn't know if you were serious when you said it. I was like, I'm down, but I don't know if dude, you're serious. No, absolutely. That's dude, funny. I've never been more serious about this. I, I only see this going so much farther, dude. Like, I have mm. big, big, big plans for this podcast to meet people, to learn from them, just mm. like I learned from you. I like that, man. And, like, the biggest part of it is I want to help people. I mm. want to help people who were you when you were 16 or who was me when I was, like, 19, right? Yeah, for people real. People who are up and coming. Like, that's the biggest thing about this. So, if you guys yeah. are listening, seriously, like... It means the world. Like, I really appreciate you guys. Gracias. If you want to, Woody, plug your socials real quick. Right quick. <laughs> if you Google Woody's media and my name doesn't come up, I'm not doing my job correctly. <laughs> I love that. If you do find me, please follow me. Hit the, hit the follow button. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. If you guys are uh, listening, like I said, check us out on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. You can type in The Pursuit of Creativity, and I will follow up with what he said. If I am not doing my job correctly... 
you won't find me, but you should be able to find this podcast page. Yeah. Don't be a host. Don't follow though. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you guys can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Just type in the pursuit of creativity. You'll see my beautiful face on that cover art. But with that being said, guys, I'm going to leave you with this. Always remember to work hard, be patient, follow Woody on Instagram, and pursue creatively. I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. Brr.